You're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, which is all about beauty without the BS. If you're interested in how the worlds of beauty and wellness are intertwined, or you're obsessed with daily rituals of skincare and self-care, or you just want to know the latest when it comes to new beauty, this is for you. I'm your host, Sharice Kenyon. Hi there. It's been a while in the making, but I really wanted to share a super honest SPF review. I think it's been about three months where I've been trialing around 10 different products and I'm not going to share them all today because it will just be way too long. So I'm going to split it into two parts because I'm actually still testing some of them. It's been about, as I said, about a three month period and some of the products came in maybe like halfway through. I'm just dead set on being really real when it comes to how I feel about the formula, talking about first impressions, fragrance, not that fragrance bothers me by the way, um, how the product wears under makeup and of course the price because I feel that price is so important right now because currently I feel like SPF usage is you know the latest skincare practice to be torn apart and judged and measured on social media. If you go on TikTok, there's so many people, experts and lots of non-experts telling you how much to wear. One day someone insists that it should be three fingers worth of product and then they'll share a video showing how long it takes to rub in three fingers worth. Then the following day somebody else will say, no, we don't need that. Some will say you have to reapply it every two hours, even if you're indoors. And even more recently, I heard that what we should be doing in inverted commas is applying every two hours, but washing our face before each application. Like, think about that. You're indoors. You need to put SPF on every two hours. We have sunlight from, say, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., I'm not going to wash my face five times a day. I'm not. So this episode is not about me telling you what to do. I'm certainly not giving advice on how often and how much. Why would I give advice if to you spending £60 on 50ml of SPF, if that is an indulgence and expense to you, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to use three fingers worth of that every two hours and then wash it off. No, I'm just not we'd be going through a tube a week. So this is just all about my thoughts on five different SPFs. They definitely range in price from about £6 to um, 55 I will be doing a part two where I'll be looking at the other five. But for now, I definitely want to know what's your favorite SPF and why. And let me know if you use any of the ones that I'm about to mention. I'd love to know what you think of them. My DMs are always open. You can send me voice notes about the products that you love, or you can email me beautymepodcast at gmail.com. This is very much a platform to share opinions and experiences. So let me know what you love to use. Over on my Instagram, I will be sharing swatches and just little videos showing you how each product sinks in. So you can kind of get a visual on exactly what I'm talking about. First up is Ultraviolet, an Australian brand. I'm currently trying their SPF 50 Queen Screen Lightweight Skin Screen UVA and UVB Broad Spectrum, and it comes in 50 mil. Okay, 
So that was a long name, but I really want to make sure I give you all of the information so you can look for it. So first impressions, it's a milky formula that isn't too runny, so it's not going to run everywhere. And it gives a really slightly glowy, luminous finish to the skin. It looks like it could be great under makeup. It's vegan and oil-free. One thing that definitely appealed to me about this brand in general is because it's Australian and Australian standards are much more stringent than US ones when it comes to their UVA rating. Another thing that I like about the brand is that it refers to the products as skin screens. Like it's all about skin. It is skincare as opposed to sun care that you only use, you know, when you're going on holiday. It's very much about everyday skin protection. Fragrance. It's definitely a rose-based fragrance, which I've never experienced before in an SPF. I've never been a fan of rose, but it's actually really delicate and quite refreshing. And it does go away after a while. You will notice it at first, but it will go away. Several weeks in, this has definitely become a firm favorite for me when I'm doing any kind of activity. So if I'm going to the gym, ultraviolet is definitely the one that I go for. If I am going for a really long walk or hiking, again, this is the one I'll go for. The fact that it's SPF 50 is very important to me. And there aren't that many SPF 50s out there that give you that really lightweight feeling. For me, there are only two downsides to this product. And the first one is something I'm trying to dig a little deeper over with the brand. I basically noticed after, say, three or four weeks of opening the product after I received it, I bought it at Space NK and about three weeks in, I noticed these tiny lumps appearing in the liquid. So I tried it on my hand and they definitely disappear. So I still use it on my skin. These little lumps disappear, but I've decided I probably wouldn't wear it under makeup because I don't know why it's kind of separating in such a way. So I have contacted the brand and they're looking into it. They've said it's fine to use, but it shouldn't be doing that. So if I get another update on that, I'll definitely let you know. Right now, for me, it's definitely the product that I love to wear just straight on moisturizer, over moisturizer, and just get out the door. The second potential downside I've seen, it's not huge, but I'm just not sure about the pipette applicator, especially as they have other sunscreens in their range. And for some reason, this is the, the queen screen is the only one that is a pipette. I need to check my facts, but I feel like um, pipettes aren't very good for the, the environment because they have that rubber um, nozzle at the end. I don't know if that's good long term. And I also wasn't sure how much product to use. So I think most days I would perhaps use five pipettes worth. But then recently when I've been prepping this episode, I read Lab Muffin's review of the range and she actually wrote that they advise two and a half pipettes worth of product. So that's good to know. I'll stick with that now. And interestingly enough, Lab Muffin, who is actually Michelle Wong, who is a big YouTuber, she's a science educator and has a chemistry PhD. She's given the brand's other products supreme screen holy grail status. So I actually received a sample of that this week, so I can't wait to try that one because it really sounds like it's right up my street. It's meant to be used as um SPF moisturizer and primer, so I can't wait to try that. 
Finally, would I buy ultraviolet queen screen again? I would if it came in a larger size. I really th- if it came in perhaps like a tube and it was a bit there was a bit more product in there. But having said that, it is 50 mil. I think because it's in a small glass bottle, it just looks like there's less. But overall, I would buy it again. The price, if you're interested, I paid £36 at spacenk.com. Next up is the Medicate Advanced Day Total Protect Anti-Aging Moisturizer SPF 30. And it's 50 mil. First impressions for this one. I first asked my Instagram followers to really get involved in this SPF episode. I really wanted to know who made their favorite SPF and the Medicaid Advanced Day Total Protect came up again and again and again. I realized why it's very much a moisturizer. That's why it's called an anti-aging moisturizer. Everyone who mentioned it said that they loved the texture, how it felt on their skin And I'm talking about people with a range of skin tones as well. So I contacted the brand and they kindly sent it over for me to try. I have to say, definitely first impressions. Everyone that voted for Medicaid, they weren't lying. The product feels amazing on the skin and it definitely lives up to the promise of being deeply hydrating. Within seconds of applying it, it blends right into your skin and it gives the most gorgeous base for makeup application. It definitely feels more like a moisturizer than an SPF. Fragrance, for me, it's kind of a lemony smell. It features various citrus oils. I didn't find it unpleasant, but I didn't love it either. And I can't I can't work out why, but it, it doesn't last forever. Several weeks in, I find myself reaching for this one when I want to look and feel hydrated while wearing makeup. It's not one I would choose to wear in really hot temperatures because I feel like it would leave me looking really greasy and probably just melt off. And I don't think it's something I would wear to the gym. For me, it's definitely about giving me a glow if I'm heading out for the day. That could be down to my combination skin though. So it could be the perfect product for those with drier drier skin. Would I buy it again? The fact that it's £55 for 50ml makes it more of a product I would reach for, as I've said, just on days when I want to wear makeup and feel and look hydrated. I'd really like to try, I think they have a physical sunscreen as it has an SPF 50, but for some reason it's only available in their clinics, which seems a bit weird, but I might just look it up and see if they're somewhere near me. Okay, I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly, but the next one is Kose Cosmoport Suncut Water in UV Protect Essence SPF 50 and it's 80 grams. First impressions of this one, there is zero white cast, there's zero fragrance and it was an instant win for me. I first found this product via Skin by Kerr's Instagram account. That's at Skin by Kerr, K-E-R-R. Her name is Karen. I've been talking to her since I spotted this on her stories and I'm hoping to get her on because she is so, she shares some really interesting, very real SPF reviews, especially when it comes to darker skin tones. Karen has definitely got a few videos where she's doing the, you know, how much SPF should be applied. And I know there was one brand she used and in her words, she ended up looking like the moon basically she just had this purpley bluish tint even once she'd pretty much rubbed the all of the product in but she really had only good things to say about this sun cut protect essence 
As mentioned, when it comes to fragrance, there's none. And several weeks in, honestly, speaking as someone who gets a really oily T-zone and also deals with hormonal acne around the jaw, this SPF is my ideal. It just doesn't bother my sensitive skin. It's giving me the SPF 50 that I want for times when I'm going to the gym. It's water-based, which makes it really light and it blends into your skin so quickly. It's a great base for makeup as it gives just a tiny hint of a glow. It claims to be sweat and sebum resistant and I'm going to say I believe it because it never feels like it's getting greasier as the hours go by. There are some SPFs where two hours in your T-zone will just become so oily and you'll have to like block that and then reapply more but this just this works so well for reapplying. They also have pump and liquid spray versions that I really want to check out And for anyone that likes to travel a lot and swims a lot, they also have a waterproof range. Would I buy this again? Out of all the SPFs I'm going to try in this episode and the follow-up, this is one of only three that I can guarantee will be an instant repurchase. I bought mine for $12.69 at stylevena.com. Next up, We have Vitruvian Man Resurrection Cream Broad Spectrum SPF 20, and that comes in 50ml. First impressions of this one, I was sent this product by a PR. I would not, I don't think I would ever buy an SPF 20 for myself. However, for my husband, I might buy an SPF 15 or a 20. So I really wanted to try this one and I'd heard that it was advised as being a great makeup base because it has quite a matte formula. The first thing that I did notice when it comes to fragrance is it's definitely there. I don't know if that's because it's designed with men in mind. It really reminded me of the Medicaid, the Advanced Day Total Protect Anti-Aging Moisturizer, particularly when it came to the fragrance. It just seemed to have a little bit more behind it, but it had the same very citrusy kind of fragrance base. It wasn't really for me the fragrance, but it kind of made me feel like I was maybe wearing aftershave or something. Another area where it reminded me of the Medicaid SPF was its texture. It's a bit thicker, but very similar. The color, they both have this kind of yellowish tint, but where the Medicaid SPF is hydrating, this one feels more rich and creamy. So if that's what you need, it could be great for you. I find a more rich, creamy kind of formula acts fine in the winter. But would I necessarily want something mattifying in the winter? I don't think I would. I'm very into like, I'd rather look greasy, you know, than just flat and matte. However, again, somebody else might want that in the winter. Somebody else might want a mattifying SPF right now. So I definitely think it's suitable for people depending on what your vibe is. Like, are you someone that enjoys fragrance? And do you just want a quick and easy moisturizer that contains SPF to apply on the daily? I'm someone that's more of, I'll do toner, serum, moisturizer, and then my SPF. It's rare that I would buy a moisturizer with SPF in it. Oh, another benefit to this is anyone that only likes to shop for organic beauty products, again, Vitruvian could be for you. As it's made for men, I did get my husband to try it. He's dark-skinned and has facial hair, and I think that combination meant 
he had to spend a lot of time rubbing the product in. I think because it has that matte effect, he really had to rub it in. But it could work for people that like to wear makeup and want something matte. I couldn't really get past the fragrance enough for, for me to make this kind of like an everyday go-to. Would I purchase it? Probably not. As I said, I was sent this. The price is £52 and it's available at vitruvianman.com. It's so funny. I've grown up with Garnier products, but I'm not actually sure how to pronounce the ombre bit. But anyway, it's Garnier Ombre Solaire UV Water Transparent Protecting Spray SPF 30. And it comes in a big 150ml bottle. So first impressions of this, I think the name alone had me intrigued. UV water just sounds so good, so refreshing. And I was re just really intrigued. I it's one of those products, it looks like it's made for you to go on holiday. <laughs> so maybe I got sucked into that because I'm not going anywhere. Not right now. But when I first used it, we were having a mini heat wave here in the UK. Everybody made out it's going to be huge, but it was it was average. I think it was like three days and it was like 26 degrees. <laughs> but anyway, this was the product that I went for. I spritzed it all over my body. It's got a beautiful sheen to it. My skin felt soothed and protected and it was definitely glowing. Fragrance wise, I love the subtle scent of aloe vera in this and I don't think it would offend anybody unless obviously you have an allergy to aloe vera. I also liked how it's a biphasic formula. So I'm not sure of the two, the two ingredients, but biphasic usually means that there are two key ingredients in a product and they would normally need to be shaken together to achieve the desired effect. For me, that effect is skin that's left glossy and protected, but not greasy. Several weeks in, first of all, just to let you know, I haven't used this on my face at all. It does say that you can. It just says do not spray directly onto the face. So I think I'm going to try it. I'm a bit wary of that because it leaves my body so glowy. I'm wondering if it could be overkill on my face. But I'm definitely going to try and like spray it into my hands and put it onto my face. I am very scared of using SPF sprays because I have really super sensitive eyes. And in the past, I've bought some amazing products and yeah, just ended up burning. But I have to say over the past few weeks, this has really become my go-to for areas that some people might forget. Like I found out recently that there's still a high percentage of us that don't pay attention to our necks and hands. And they are two key areas where you definitely show aging first. So I am always spritzing this onto my hands. If we go for a walk, if I head into town, whatever I'm doing, I love to use this because it does have that moisturizing aloe vera in there and it's never going to feel sticky. Would I buy this again? Absolutely, yes. I am thinking of trying, they have another product called UV Water Refreshing Protecting Mist and it's an SPF 50. And that's purely because I would always rather choose a factor 50 over 30. And this one is also alcohol free. One thing I feel that I should mention with this is I read a lot of reviews on the product before I bought it and on the bottle it says high protection for fair skin and quite a few of the reviews were from fair skin people who said they actually got burned while they were using this product. So I do wonder if it's the fact that it's kind of like this watery spray, it's very sheer, maybe it's not giving the full protection, I'm not sure. 
But for me, it is the perfect product. You know, I am trying to get a tan. I know that's, I'll be real. I know what a tan is. Tan is actually damaged. So let's just be completely transparent about that. But I am someone that's very yellow toned and I would like to look a little bit more brown. So for me, this is the perfect product for tanning. And I actually got it for a bargain price. I think the recommended retail price is £14, but I paid £5.30 for it on Amazon. Okay, so that's it for this part one of my SPF special. Definitely let me know if you've used any of these, if you've used some of them and you didn't love them, if you use some of them and they've become your daily go-to. I'll include links to all of the products that I've mentioned, but also let me know in the DMs over at Beauty Me Podcast or email me beautymepodcast at gmail.com and let me know your favorites. I might still have time to slot them in before part two. Thanks so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram at beautymepodcast and feel free to slide into the DMs. Do please like, subscribe and review. It really helps Beauty Me be seen.